good evening. Welcome to the long, dark ride home. I am your host, Patrick Mason, and uh, this is yet another edition without uh, video, and that is because it's dark out, and if uh, you ha- I had video, you wouldn't be able to see me. Anyways, so, that is why there is no video. Uh, this show is about uh, questions pertaining to Christianity in general, Catholicism in specific. Uh, I am a Catholic. I try and live my life by the tenets of the Catholic Church and be in agreement with her uh, on things she has um, doctrinally and dogmatically defined. However, uh, this show does not carry with it the imperturb, neither is it approved by uh, any clergy. Uh, and that is uh, in part I'm not going to seek that in large part because I am driving I don't have a Bible in front of me I don't have the catechism I don't have uh, any papal bulls written in you know 1521 I don't literally have those resources in front of me to speak of so um, the chances that I will speak in error are in general high and therefore um, this shouldn't be like necessarily approved simply because there's a good chance I'm going to say something wrong. If you do find something that I say is wrong, please let me know. Um, like I said, I, I want to be in line with the church. So, where are we tonight? Well, this is part five. I can't believe it's part five. Well, probably part of it can. I think I knew all along my uh, belief in God was not just a simple superficial thing. Um, but so we're at part five. So part four... We finally got to defining fully block number one in the house that is my belief in God. Um, So block number one is pretty much all about objective reality and the concept of uh, time, space, energy, and the uh, force of entropy in the beginning of the universe. So uh, to go through it real quick... Uh, I exist, Uh, I use my senses to interact with the universe that is outside of me, the universe exists, it's populated by other beings who have similar senses, Um, the universe is discovered uh, via myself and those beings as being objective in nature, Um, there are... uh, the way we experience the universe is through the, our physical bodies, um, which uh, exist in space through time and, the, and a series of forces that act upon our bodies and that our bodies can act upon the universe around us uh, that also act in a certain way through time. Um, and the power behind those forces we refer to as energy Um, energy, momentum, and mass are all uh, conserved, so you can't lose them, although you can change them. Uh, The law of the Newtonian physical laws, uh, specifically uh, reaction, action, reaction, and a body at rest stays at rest unless acted upon, a body in motion stays in motion unless acted upon. (coughs) And Every action causes an opposite reaction, equal and opposite reaction, um, combined with those conservation laws. And 
and combined with the laws of uh, thermodynamics, specifically the entropic laws, you can't get something for nothing and you can't even break even. That is all energy slowly uh, through uh, interactions of the forces slowly devolves into non-usable form. Um, it backs us all the way back up to a state, a universal state at which energy was at its most usable um, and uh, in accordance with what we have discovered from astrophysics and science. This uh, time period correlates to a T0 that we call the Big Bang in which all energy uh, was in one place and the forces got going from there. So uh, the question then becomes if you have uh, the conservation of mass and energy in play, conservation of mass momentum, momentum of energy in play, how do you have everything at a single force exploding outward and how do you have a time zero? Um, the solution to that problem is that something extra universal, aka something that is not bound by the laws of this universe, aka the conservation of mass, momentum, energy, the, um, the entropic laws, uh, or the general laws of physics, are not is not bound. Something beyond that, which is be extra universal, because uh, this thing would also have to exist before t equals zero, so the universe starts at t equals zero, so um, this thing we call, we will refer to as God, um, so that's where we got to, so that's building block number one, um, and it is a building block, it is not like, oh yeah, that's God, um, <coughs> obviously there's a lot more to the concept of God than that, but it is, uh, a simple starting place, um, if you want to go back to the philosophical argument, it can be summed up as, and I want to say this is either Plato or Aristotle, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from nothing comes nothing. So um, stuff doesn't just generate itself. Um, something had to have generated it. And so we, we talk about, you know, and you'll hear Thomas Aquinas refer to this sometimes as the initial um, efficient cause, although that's not quite right because uh, time is sort of involved, so we haven't gotten to the really the next step to, to what we would classify God as the initial effective cause, um, or efficient cause, I'm sorry, also effective, um, and fully actual, but those are philosophical terms we haven't defined, so we won't go there quite yet, but what we do have to say is there's going to be people who are going to balk at this point and be like, oh no, you can explain, you know, a mass momentum of energy generating themselves as long as you have this and such force and this and this thing. And, oh, it could be, uh, infinite, um, universes generating themselves or, um, a multiverse or it could have been something else and collapsed to that point. Well, the, the collapse theory doesn't seem to play out uh, as far as we can tell scientifically that that one's kind of a dud but um, there are arguments on the rest of them so um, the first argument against all of those is none of them have been um, I don't know really scientific they have been proposed by people who like science but none of them have been really investigated fully um, by uh, in a scientific manner 
which means ultimately, um, you know, it's kind of like uh, Sheldon Cooper in The Big Bang Theory. He says, "Oh, I I believe in the multiverse theory. It's a belief. It's not a uh, it's not a scientific." Um, I don't know what you call it. It's not a piece of science. It's a piece of belief. So, but, uh, you know, those questions are there. Uh, it's not, I'm not going to reject them out of hand just because they uh, are seemingly ridiculous. Um, so the question, uh, and, and it's, it's actually proposed by some fairly smart people. Um, I believe there's a book. Uh, Hawkins wrote with somebody else that basically said that um, all you really needed was gravity and uh, space-time curvature Um, and as long as you had those things uh, the universe could in general create itself Um, the problem with that and the the fundamental problem with when you get down to that T0 and you realize that uh, none of the momentum laws hold up to the fact that you need something to create all that mass momentum energy in the first place and get the forces rolling. Um, is the fact that the forces exist in and of themselves. Like, so if you get down to that point and you say, okay, we've got. Um, We've got all this stuff. Well, it doesn't have to be God that created it. It could be something else. I'm like, yeah, that's fine and dandy. But the question you've you've passed over, or if you've stopped there, and you say, okay, it could be something else. I'm done. You haven't gone deep enough. The next question that gets posed is, where did the forces come from? A.K.A. Or said in another way, why are there rules? Not just like. Not just what are the rules, because we've, we've figured a lot of them out. There's a lot we're still probably going to figure out, hopefully. Um, you know, as science moves forward, I hope we get to the point where we figure enough of them out that we won't destroy ourselves. Um, but the, the question becomes, at that point, uh, what is causing these rules to be the way they are? Um... So what causes the rules to be the way they are? What causes gravity to pull inward? What causes the electromagnetic, sorry, electromagnetic uh, wave propagation to be at 90 degrees and to decrease by a certain amount depending on the medium you're going through? What causes the speed of light in a vacuum to be, you know, one value instead of another? What causes the force of the gravitational constant to be such and to depend on mass? What causes mass to be mass, um, energy to be energy? What causes the interplay of the forces to act in the way they do at all? Uh, and so that, that question uh, has three basic answers. The first is it's accidental, so it just, it just is. Like, uh, the forces are just that... Actually, it really only has two, two, basic. Um, it's accidental. Uh, the forces act the way they do, and, um... (coughs) Just because. The universe formed itself that way, and established these rules, uh, somehow, accidentally, um, somehow. So it's all just accidental, um... And I'm putting my blindfold on. I'm not looking anymore. 
Um, the other question becomes it's not accidental. So it's purposeful. And uh, the reason you have to look at the purposeful argument is because we find ourselves uh, in a universe that exists with these uh, physical laws that somehow produce produces minds that can comprehend it, um, such as ourselves. So the question be, how do you get from there to here, and who and and how do the rules end up in such a way to produce uh, beings that could comprehend both themselves and the universe and the rules? Um, and how do you make that jive? with the fact that something seems to have uh, added, something extra-universal seems to have caused the universe to come into being. <clears throat> so this is where we broach the, the potential concept of purpose. And the way I'm going to put it is this. There's an old uh, story about the idea behind a purposeful universe is if you're walking in a field and you come upon a watch and you open the watch and it's got a whole bunch of gears inside and they're all working in tandem to making the, uh, you know, movements are all working towards making the, the hands move around and sticking along. And you look around the field, uh, you don't assume that the watch sprouted from the field organically. You assume if everything's working in this watch together in order to produce this effect that something purposefully put that together that way and I've seen the counter argument to this is that uh, I think that argument was more used in the evolutionary kind of circle and the counter argument was um, the reality is you know you're not finding a watch in a field as in like you're not finding a person just devoid of the um person or a monkey or zebra or whatever devoid of the universe around him you're finding that person uh in an environment that is conducive to making that person and so that person uh obviously naturally just evolved in that environment um which is which is a good argument uh don't get me wrong but if you stop there uh you again fall into the trap of deciding to stop asking questions too early the question you have to ask there is who built the watch factory? Because if we're all standing in a watch factory with machinery working and humming together and coming together to make watches in a certain way to do specific things and all the machines are working, have been lubricated and they have tolerances and they all seem to work well, the question is who put all that together and set it running? You can't just say... Uh, or you can say, oh, it all it built itself and it was all by accident. Sure, you can say that. However, you're not on the side of probability on that one. The likelihood of all of this uh, stuff more or less creating itself or coming into being and the rules being just right to produce creatures that could contemplate uh, the universe and learn the rules uh, are not... It's not in the favor of that happening happening accidentally. So 
So that's that's where we're at. Um, you have your two options: is it's accidental or it's not accidental. And when you apply Occam's razor to it, the simplest answer being more likely to be the right one, uh, we have to go with non-accidental. So the universe appears to be non-accidental. Um, simply not just because it exists and the fact that matter uh, or mass momentum and energy exist in it, that uh, it had a starting point and that something kicked it off, but also that, that whatever that something is or something was, that that thing whatever it was, was acting purposefully. So that's what we're left with. And that is... I'm not necessarily going to call it building block number two, but that's kind of side block number one. Because uh, now that we've established that uh, if you if you look at the universe uh, from... You know, you start with the self, and then you... Uh, start with your experiences of the universe and you work that way. That is the long drive home. I hope you had a good drive home or have, are having a good day or whatever. You're, however you're listening to this, that you're doing well. And we will end with a prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear God, the Father of heaven and earth, we thank you today for the graces of our day. Thank you for giving me a safe drive and give all the listeners uh, your grace and your uh, mental acuity so that they may sift through the spaghetti of uh, random concepts that I presented to them so that it is intelligible. Uh, Dear Lord, in your name we pray, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May your will be done. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Have a good day.